Welcome to Curiously Katie, where life coach, hypnotherapist, and Reiki practitioner Katie Schofield shows you how to rehabilitate your mind, heal your relationships, and then your entire life, one question at a time. Weirdos, welcome. Hello, weirdos, and welcome to episode 23. How are you doing today? If you have been listening through all of this time, I want to thank you so much for being here with me, co-creating this sacred space week after week. And if you hear a dog whining in the background, (laughs) that is Sage, and he's got a lot to say today. So I want to thank you so much for being here with me again today and being here with Sage and (laughs) sharing this space with us week after week and for sharing and subscribing and rating my podcast because I have been checking those ratings and checking those reviews and they are just filling my heart with so much joy and they really do matter. They really do get read. They really do get taken into account. And I really do use them to help improve the quality of the show and the content. So if you have taken a moment to do that, I just want to thank you personally, because it truly does mean the world to me to have your support. That's a little way you can show support by way of energy exchange through the actions that you take to share my messages with those in your life. I've said this before, but I just want to remind you how special and loved and important you are to me specifically. (laughs) And you might be thinking, Katie, you don't even know me. How could you love me? Well, it is my mission in my lifetime to reach as many people as possible with my wisdom and my teachings, and you are helping me achieve my soul's purpose simply by listening to me speak and for sharing and rating and reviewing, you're helping other people hear this message as well. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. So I want to start off this episode a little differently than we have in the past. And today I'm going to offer you the opportunity to create a safe space within yourself for the focus and enjoyment of this episode And we're going to do this with some deep breathing to ground and center your energy before we dive into learning. If the last seven days have been energetically intense for you, trust me, you're not alone. Um, The upgrades and downloads are real. And even if you're hearing this podcast outside this time frame, I want you to know that you will benefit from just taking a moment and calming and centering and focusing your energy. So let's begin by drawing our attention back in. You can be comfortable if you're in a seat in your car. I don't recommend you close your eyes, but if you are listening while you are cleaning your house or doing dishes, I would encourage you to just take a moment, turn off the water, have a seat, and join me as we draw our attention back in. So once you're comfortable, gently close your eyes, allow yourself to be supported in whatever position you are in, and let's just take a beat here in a little bit of silence. We're just drawing our attention in. 
pulling our energy, our emotions, everything that gets spread out, pulled at, and drawn and quartered like a pasta noodle pulled through a stretcher. So right now, we're going to use our attention and our intention to gently pull all this energy back to yourself. You could even imagine a golden beam of light on everywhere your attention has been spread. Whether it's in your technology, left at work, at the gym, in your relationships, solving problems for other people. Wherever your attention or your energy has been spread out throughout your day, I want you to use this golden beam to just pull it all back into your center, into your core, into your heart with every inhale and every exhale. So let's go ahead and take some deep inhales in through the nose. And let's just blow it out through the mouth. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. In through the nose. and out through the mouth. And gently closing your mouth and just returning your breath to its normal pattern now. Just notice how you feel in your body, in your mind, in your presence. Notice where your attention is And just notice it. Don't judge it. We're just making an observation. And now notice the quality of your body. How you feel in this sacred container for your soul. Do you feel good in your body? And whatever thoughts came to your mind, just allow them to go. And then again, return your attention back to your center, to your core. And just let it go. Blow it all out, take a deep breath, and just let that go too. Now we're just gonna let go of anything that was bothering us before this moment, anything that was bothering you before you started this episode. We're just gonna put it on the back burner. Make this your sacred space, your time to dive in as we talk about toxic positivity. So this week's episode, we are talking about toxic positivity 
and why sometimes being positive yields a negative result. This is contrary to popular opinion that good vibes only rule. But I thought it would be interesting to discuss this topic because so many people right now are feeling conflicted about what to share in their businesses, what to give away to others, or how much to let other people know in advance to working with them, whether in their businesses or in their relationships. I see this a lot in dating with my clients who are on the dating apps. They think that if they modify who they are, they will appeal to a certain person. But what happens, and what you'll see, is that in dating, in relationships, in business, when we aren't, aren't fully showing up for who we are, then we don't give people the opportunity to love us for who we actually are. So I want to start this episode off with the definition, with my definition of toxic positivity and also the definition that I found. But my definition of toxic positivity is this is when you reject your own feelings of discomfort in favor of optimism because being optimistic feels better in the moment and it keeps the people around you comfortable. Now, the definition I found according to verywellmind.com is toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should always remain a positive mindset. It's a good vibes only approach to life. Now, this is extra potent right now because there is a lot of bro marketing and bro marketing influencers and bro marketing astrology and bro marketing meditation. And I am getting really sick of the masculine coming into a divinely feminine container and trying to put brackets on everything, trying to outline emotional stuff. Listen, I am a Virgo sun, Virgo moon, and Scorpio rising. If you don't know what that means, let me break it down for you. I love organization. Cleaning is cathartic. I take really good care of my body, my health, my wellness, my fitness. I drink a lot of water. <laughs> but I am driven by my emotional experiences. Now, if anybody can help you make sense of their emotions, it is somebody with this astrology running through their veins. I take the messy emotional discord and I help you think logically about it. And the way we think logically about our emotions is to understand them. The way we get away from fear is by creating understanding and curiosity. The way we prolong fear and we build more feelings of discontent, discomfort, and discord within us is by suppressing our emotions, suppressing our feelings that we don't want to face, or by trying to manage those emotions in other people around us. 
Now, bro marketing, hustle or die, failure is not an option. I'm going to outgrind you. It's a dog eat dog world. Everything happens for a reason. Styles of thinking do not create any room for failure, any room or any safety for you to have an emotional experience that is outside of positivity. And while this may not seem right away a big problem, I want you to think about the long-term implications that could start to compile when you aren't allowing yourself to face or deal with the things that are causing you emotional discomfort. This style of thinking actually goes against the very things that are fundamental to be successful as an entrepreneur, fundamental to be successful in your relationships, and fundamental to reach that next goalpost, that next line of achievement, that next big thing you're trying to do in your life. If you think about it this way, the law of nature is a wave pattern. Everything ascends, descends, and grows stronger, and then starts over from that new place of strength. What goes up must come down, but what you do when you come down and the thoughts you think about yourself on this journey determine the velocity of your success. Toxic positivity, on the other hand, is pretending that life only ever occurs at the top of that wave pattern. But if you've ever seen an ocean, you've seen waves, and you will understand that it's not all swell all the time. There is a low tide and a high tide every single day. And within those low tides and high tides, there are waves. Generally, they come in patterns of three. And each wave has a crest and a fall. And like I said, there is a low tide and a high tide to every single day that varies depending on the time of the month it is. And this is due to the moon. Thank you, moon, you weird, mysterious space station that reinforces the holographic reality of Earth. That's a different topic for a different time, but I wanted to throw that in here. Because when you pretend that life is all sunshine and butterflies when it's really not, you're not fooling anyone. In fact, what you're actually doing is lying to everyone around you who already sees your life falling apart and living in denial that actually hurts worse. It hurts like hell when you finally get honest with yourself and others and you realize that, wow, I've been living a lie. And this goes beyond acknowledging your feelings, okay? I know some of you think, oh, but now I feel my feels and I don't have to do all this other work because when I have an emotion, I don't just blast through it and move on to something else. This is not what I'm talking about here. Toxic positivity accumulates. So keep that in mind while you're listening. This goes beyond acknowledging your feelings and feeling them. This takes grit. This takes the wherewithal to sit in the discomfort and not panic that those around you will love you or less or will leave you for being in this state of discomfort because you're not perfect or because you won't be liked by anybody because you are less than perfect. 
This takes the grit to sit with all of those thoughts and ideas and to feel safe within yourself, to buckle up and bear the truth that you are not somehow a better leader, a better partner, or a better mom if you pretend to always have your shit together. Everything I've mentioned is sort of this false, exhausting, acrobatic level of emotional bypassing that, again, rejects aspects of yourself that need to be felt, that have wisdom and information for you. But we do this in hopes of creating this positive facade to make things easier for people around us to experience or to be around. And we think that by doing that, especially in a position of leadership or in a relationship, that we are protecting somebody from something about us. But what we're actually doing is preventing any real intimacy from building. So we can get into this trap when we start to people please or we forget to exercise boundaries or when our leadership skills are being drawn under the microscope and we think we need to constantly impress others to belong. So where do these ideas come from? Like what is the root of if the surface level is toxic positivity, then what are these other feelings? Where do they come from? Why do we express in toxic positivity? Well, 99% of the time, toxic positivity is an expression of a deep, deep deep-seated feeling of insecurity. Everyone's insecurity comes from a little bit of a different place, but what I found in working with others is that it's all the same. It all might come from a little bit different place in our past, but it all comes from the idea that we don't feel like we are good enough We don't feel like we belong enough. We don't feel like our value is enough to share with others. And when we feel this way, this feeds into this idea of toxic positivity because on the surface, if we don't allow people to truly see who we are, then they don't even have the opportunity to reject us for who we truly are. So... The next time you are scrolling on social media and you run across a coach or a content creator that you admire, I want you to examine their content very closely. Get very curious here. Are they always shitting rainbows and sunshine or have they created space for challenging, complex and difficult emotions? And I want you to do this if you, especially if you are shopping around or looking for a coach or a mentor or a guide or a spiritual teacher to take you to the next level in your life because In your life and in your relationships, you need to be working with somebody who makes space for all aspects of you and not someone who's going to expect you to reject some part of who you truly are, of your inherent nature, in order to get lasting results. Now, having said that, that is assuming that you have taken the time to discover what your inherent nature is. But assuming that you've done that, you can apply these same principles to your own life and your own experiences. I want you to look at your own life, your own experiences, and I want you to see how you are rejecting or embracing who you truly are. Now, this doesn't just mean embracing only what you love and only what makes you smile and only what makes you, brings joy to your life. It also means embracing what makes you cry, what breaks your heart, and what creates immense discomfort in you. 
This means embracing the things you like, the things you don't like, and finding harmony in the middle. Now, this might be a reoccurring lesson in your life. And I want to give you an example of how I experienced this. So as it turns out, I'm discovering that I'm a much more emotional person than my Virgo sun, Virgo moon may have allowed me to believe for a very long time. And not to make this about astrology, but I have a very watery rising sign. And that means emotions are pretty much how I'm pulled through life. It's how I'm supposed to express and experience myself. It is the path that pulls me forward. But not allowing myself to experience the full range of my own emotions because I was afraid of judgment and I was afraid of allowing other people to be uncomfortable around me. Now, that's a big one for women. All of that was stifling my business and my relationships. Here I was dying for more, more experience, deeper relationships, more intimacy, deeper levels of trust. Yet, I wasn't giving these things to myself. So how could they possibly, possibly be reflected back to me in my relationships? They can't. Our relationships are mirrors to our internal world. And innocently enough, toxic positivity doesn't help anybody get close to you. And us weirdos, we do this the most when we try to keep other people comfortable in situations of emotional discomfort or our own vulnerability. You'll see this a lot in comedy when you're at a live show and a comedian tells a joke that feels like a risk and nobody laughs right away. They have this moment. You can almost feel it. Everybody goes, <gasps> and then somebody laughs and then everybody else laughs. But what comedians tend to do is tell another joke really quickly. Like, oh, don't let them sit in the emotional discomfort. And I think that's so interesting because in toxic positivity, what you're doing is also creating the very obstacle that is standing in the way of you showing up in your full glory, in your business, in your relationships, and in your life in ways that create clients, lasting positive change, deeper intimacy with your partners, better relationships with your family, beautiful, rich, and intimate relationships with everybody around you, everybody you want to be in relationship with. And I think we're all given a little bit of grace when it comes to toxic positivity, because like I said earlier, we're not fooling anyone but ourselves. When we go to the people around us and we're like, hey, I was wrong. They're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Everyone around us sees the truth. They're just waiting for us to stop pretending or rather start deciding what kind of person we really are. So when you're going from who we think we are to who we truly are, you're going to hit a lot of confusion and harsh realities and levels of discomfort that some of us never want to face. But let me tell you, facing these levels of discomfort is totally worth it. Not only is it worth it emotionally, but financially. Creating authentic material for your business, authentic connections with other people, authentic relationships full of deep listening and moments of vulnerability are priceless. You can't put a value on having somebody validate you because you showed up as your full self. It feels so good to 
create positive impact in somebody else's life by being yourself. And listen, if you think this doesn't apply to you or that others can't see through you, I want you to check the numbers. Do the analysis on the data. What you'll see is that your impact is actually diminished or not as great as you know deep down in your heart it could be. Yet, you're confused about why. Why things aren't going the way you want them to. Why your relationships keep failing. Why you're all of a sudden looking at getting a divorce. Why, why, why? And the answer is toxic positivity and not knowing who you are behind that shell that you wear to protect yourself from your own emotional fluctuation, your own emotional highs and lows. So how do we stop lying to ourselves and develop the grit to do, feel, and be in the challenging emotions that maybe don't feel so good? How do we ride the wave? Being authentic is 100% the solution to toxic positivity. This doesn't mean we go all the way to the other end of the spectrum and start shocking people with our emotional vulnerability. No, we don't do that at all. In fact, we don't really need to get crazy vulnerable and tell a big secret to the world for this to be communicated. It's about slowly and gently peeling layers back a little bit at a time, allowing other people who relate to you to turn towards you and connect with you at their pace. So before you start beating yourself up for being positive, I want you to give yourself a few moments to reframe your thoughts. I have picked out a few really popular toxic thoughts that I want to work through now with you. And just take these moments without spiritually bypassing or emotionally bypassing or scooting past or judging yourself. Again, just going to that place from the center that we created at the beginning of the podcast with curiosity and just listen to these common phrases that are tossed around when the whole world is casually in support of toxic positivity. And I want you to consider some of these phrases might not be dangerous or harmful in their usage. They're not, but their implications and what they do internally is where the impact really starts to sink in. So I have five of them. The first one is failure is not an option. The next time you think or hear that failure is not an option, I want you to remember that Thomas Edison didn't invent the light bulb in the first 9,999 failures. It took him no fewer than 10,000 attempts to light the bulb. You guys, (laughs) that's insane. Like, I'm pretty sure I would have given up by then, and I'm not a quitter. I'm really not. But my goodness, that man, (laughs) that's a lot of attempts. So as you can see from his 9,999 failures, failure is not only not, not an option, it's literally the only choice. It's the only way to success. And if you're my client, when you fail, we evaluate, we learn, We reflect and your process grows exponentially so you don't have to fail 999,000 times in order to get a tremendously transformative result. 
And I just want to mention, in my experience, it doesn't hurt any less. It doesn't make it any less uncomfortable to know this information about Thomas Edison, but it does remind you that your greatness is being refined. You're polishing an idea, you're polishing a version of yourself, and you're nurturing yourself through this failure. You're nurturing yourself with evaluation and reflection so you can grow exponentially and bring something so much better than you have yet so far imagined. In short, failure is a great learning experience when you allow it to run its course and you don't allow it to mean anything about you or your dreams. Okay, so the second one is hustle or die, grind 24-7. Can we just like let go of this already? You know you've slipped into hustling through your challenging emotions when your Friday nights and weekend plans are so preoccupied with work that you can't even text somebody back. Another great way to check in on this one is to notice where you are doing things you've never done outside of your work schedule. Now, if you don't notice anything outside of your work schedule where you're doing things you've never done before, you have placed yourself on a loop or emotional roller coaster that is totally centered around your work, your achievements, your clever ability to avoid emotional discomforts, and all of the things you are quote unquote doing. But what you're doing on this loop is just revisiting the same land, just like you're on a little roller coaster. You're just going around and around and around and around. You're never leaving the tracks. You're never seeing the rest of the theme park. You're never trying the cotton candy or the funnel cakes, which those are my very favorite parts of any state fair. I love a Ferris wheel and a funnel cake moment. So just like the scale with a weight piled on one side, you've become off balance. You can get back to yourself with tiny micro adjustments in your schedule. One of my favorite ways to do this is 10 minute walks in a new part of town, short phone calls to somebody you haven't spoken to in a long while just to see how they're doing, just to listen to their experience. Or you can do something a little more extreme, like volunteering your time for the benefit of others. Anything that takes you out of your hyperfixation on your goals, your work, and your achievements, and into the discomfort of stepping away from the grind, and into the discomfort of allowing somebody else to drive your calendar, your time, and your experience. Ooh, I know some of you are feeling that risk in your stomach right now. I know, it sounds crazy. It works, I promise. So the third phrase is good vibes only. Now remember, (laughs) batteries only work because they have a negative and a positive end. They need both. All human emotions are welcomed in life. This goes double if you're a leader. But especially while you're building your business, you're repairing your relationships, you're creating safety to just be who you are. You're partnerships, your teams, the people around you must also be encouraged to bring all of themselves to the table for whatever you're working on, whatever conversation you're having, or whatever situation you find yourself in. Otherwise, nobody is going to be comfortable enough to be brilliant. We only have two modes of existing in life. We have growth or protection. 
And if you live your whole life in protection mode because of scarcity, lack, insecurity, or other diminished feelings of self-worth, you never really experience safety within yourself. This is the journey, people. This is the whole journey. It's creating safety within yourself, within all the emotional experiences. That is what our life's work is built on. It's what I do, actually. (laughs) It's what my life's work is built on. I help you make sense of your emotions so they aren't scary. Again, bringing logic into the conversation. What are we learning? How is this helpful? How is this serving us? How is this not serving us? What do we want to change? And I would love, love, love to help you do this so you can be a more effective leader. You can be a more compassionate partner. You can have better relationships, make more money, all of those material things. But really, so you can love yourself and love the full spectrum of your human experience. So click on the link in the show notes of this episode if you're ready. If you're not ready, then perhaps you need to relinquish your role as a leader so you're not causing harm to others by denying or rejecting them for experiencing their own emotions. Because here's the truth. You haven't made sense of your own emotions yet. How can you expect somebody else to have their shit figured out if you have not taken the time to figureth outeth your shitteth? Hmm? That's not really fair for you to reject somebody else's emotions because they're a human and you don't want to deal with emotions. What? No. We're literally emotional machines. We're literally created to just create emotions all the time, all the time. And it's not fair for you to reject somebody else for being their best version of them, the best version of them that they think they could possibly be, simply because you refuse to love and accept all of your own experiences and all of the own, your own ways that you could possibly be. Okay. Number four, sleep is not important or I will sleep when I'm dead. No, just no. Sleep is literally the most important thing you can do for your success. It's more important than coaching. What? Yes, it's more important than money. It's more important than coffee, achievements, vanity metrics, conferences, performance, speaking engagements, or winning. Sleep is how you function at your highest level so you can have your best work flow through you and help as many people as possible. Safeguard your sleep and you will change your entire life. I promise you that. Okay, number five, everything happens for a reason. Ugh, this is a big one, especially in the spiritual community. And while I'm not going to go into spiritual bypassing on this episode, that topic is slated for next week. I want you to consider that thinking that everything happens for a reason isn't very helpful even if everything happens for a reason, right? Because when we say this or we think this in response to a situation that causes pain, what you're doing is you're invalidating your experience or maybe the experience of someone else. If you're giving the advice, everything happens for a reason. What you're basically telling them is their emotions aren't worth feeling. They're wrong and they should stop that because there's obviously a bigger plan at work here. So I want to give you an example. 
I recently lost my shamanic necklace. In fact, I'm pretty sure it came off during sex and is somewhere in the house. And I know it will come back to me when it is time, but I can't help but feel like a little off without it. And as silly as it sounds, I do miss that heavy, clunky chunk of metal around my neck. And thinking and knowing everything happens for a reason and it may not be aligned with what I need most in my life right now to have that necklace, knowing these things doesn't help me create a safe space within me to feel sad or disappointed that it fell off of me and that I didn't notice. Instead, I'm allowing myself to feel the pain of loss without trying to make small of the emotion of feeling loss simply because it is tied to a sentimental talisman made of metal. It's still a feeling. It's still an emotion. It's still 100% valid. And when I allow myself to feel safe, to feel grief, to feel loss over losing this necklace that I love, it makes me feel safe to be me. And I want you to apply this wisdom to your life and see how you can create safety within you the next time you lose something or you can't find your car keys and maybe you're judging yourself a little bit just because it's not a human or something that other people consider worth emotional value, it doesn't mean that the emotional value you have tied to it isn't valid. In short, toxic positivity is shaming you as sunshine. (laughs) When someone is suffering, they need to know that their emotions are valid and that they can find relief in their loved ones and their friends and their family. Think about how much relief you feel when you are seen for whatever it is you are going through and those around you reflect back to you that your own pain is real. Like you stubbed your toe and you're like, damn, that hurts. And people are like, yeah, I remember the last time I did that. Oh, it sucked. You're like, yeah, it does suck. And then you're both like, fuck yeah, ow, my toe. And he's like, yeah, your toe. (laughs) It can be something as little as that. That example is perfect for explaining how validating feels good, right? Toxic positivity, though, it tells people that you interact with in real life and on social media that the emotions they feel are unacceptable and not valid, right? It causes guilt. This is what I meant earlier when I said, don't use this information against you. You're not doing anything wrong, but I want you to know that the guilt you feel for being toxic or for having toxic positivity sends a message to those around you that if they aren't finding a way to force a positive feeling, even in the face of tragedy, that they are doing something wrong or worse, they are wrong. And that's again where shame steps back in. And these all apply to you as well. It's not just outward. This applies to yourself. So when you're in a moment of tragedy or you're in a moment of going through a lot of energetic downloads or unpacking or some kind of big transition in your life and you feel guilty for feeling bad or feeling lost, I want you to know that this guilt is like a meta-emotion. It's creating shame and it's not allowing you to see that everything that you're feeling is totally safe and normal. As you can see, toxic positivity stops at nothing 
to avoid authentic human emotion. That's right, people. You are using positivity to avoid feeling things. Toxic positivity functions as an avoidance mechanism. When we engage in this type of behavior or allow those around us to without calling it out, everyone is accountable because everyone is allowed to sidestep an emotional situation that may or may not make them feel uncomfortable. Oftentimes, it does make them feel uncomfortable, and that's the reason why we're sidestepping it. Then, often, because we think we are doing the right thing for other people by managing their emotions, by protecting them from the quote-unquote discomfort, we turn these same ideas inward on ourselves. We internalize these toxic ideas. When we feel difficult emotions, we then discount, dismiss, and deny or reject them. And all of this, all of these micro thoughts, these micro ideas that we have internalized prevents our own growth. According to Dr. Bruce Lipton, Physiologically, we can only be in two modes, growth or protection. And if we're living in toxic positivity, even though it doesn't seem like it because you keep thinking life is all sunshine and butterflies, but you're actually keeping yourself in protection mode and blocking your growth. Growth comes from the other side of discomfort. It doesn't come from avoiding it. Just like stretching a muscle in a yoga class, your growth, the length that you gain from that stretch only comes after you go gently, but steadily head on into the position that you are sure is going to break your body. (laughs) Because the truth is, if you want to grow, you stay where you're most uncomfortable. You go there as often as you can, and you be curious about how long you can live in this space what it means about you, and how comfortable or uncomfortable you are with the perceived lack of control therein. So toxic positivity is a really sneaky conversation because you think you're helping others by only showing them the shiny, appealing parts of what you think are shiny and appealing, and you don't swing too far the other way to blind them with your past trauma, or even further, you swing the other way and you blow, blow your whole life up and just start over because fuck it, everything seems hard. Like, I don't want to do that. So I'm just going to go all the way over to opposite, opposite, opposite avoidance, right? So what do you do? You book a call with me. <laughs> Click the link in the show notes and reach out to me on Instagram and let's set up a time that works for you to chat about your specific situation. What's at the root? What's holding you back? Whatever it is, it's likely not as simple, as dumb, or as easy as you've allowed yourself to be convinced that it is. Because the truth is, if you could surmount this obstacle alone, you wouldn't be using toxic positivity to create control. And let me tell you, I've seen it a thousand times. The brilliant leader who's too afraid of her own light to truly shine, and instead, she lives her life in regret, feeling small, feeling just diminished, using others' shoulders and even their drama to stand on rather than placing her own feet on the ground, rooting down in the truth of her wisdom, rooting down in the truth of her reality, her existence, and what makes her shine so uniquely, playing her own part so she can call her weirdos forward to join her on her legacy. 
but that's not you, right? Good. I'm excited to take you on the first step of this healing today. You're not alone, and I'm here to help you. Even if you don't want to work with me, you will still leave this call feeling well-resourced, seen, and supported with a custom plan created to meet you where you are and help you get to where you want to go, that next level of leadership, avoiding a divorce, having better, more intimate relationships, having stronger, more resilient team members working underneath of you. Whatever your goal is, it all starts internally, and I can 175% get you there. (laughs) Not 200%, because let's be realistic. (laughs) Because all of you, every single person, every single person listening to this, we all deserve to be seen, supported, and thriving. And that's not to say just the positive parts. That's to say your whole experience deserves this recognition. The complicated, messy, unruly, disorganized, scattered, wishy-washy, ultra-human parts. All the emotions are welcome and valid here. Okay, weirdo? So if this is something that you've been thinking about, now's the time to make your move. Go to the show notes, click the link, and set up your vibe check today. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Curiously Katie. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. And listen, weirdo, if you're ready to get in alignment with your highest potential, it's time for you to visit sunflowermindbody.com and click book now at the top of the page. Interproduction and voiceover talent provided by Everheart Studios out of Denver, Colorado with voiceover performance by the ever-talented Christine Burnett. Thank you so much to both of them for helping make my podcasting dreams come true. Got a burning curiosity? Slide into my DMs using the links in the show notes or email me katie at sunflowermindbody.com to submit your ideas for future episodes now.